Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Scuffed Voice podcast. Oh, I mean, the Nyx podcast, a Star Wars reference almost as obscure as this podcast. And have any of you seen what Twitch just did with their uh, changes to the partner contract, allowing partners to now stream on other platforms besides Twitch? Kind of crazy. Use a lot of high-level words there. <laughs> okay, sorry, let me bring it down. Oh my goodness, dude. It's getting worse, my voice. <laughs> you should have uh, called it the General Grievous podcast instead. Then it would have still been a Star Wars <laughs> Oh, I missed it. No. Uh, basically, for those of you who don't know, Twitch, um, once, you be, once you get in the big leagues on Twitch, you can become a partner. Basically, you got to sign a contract and sell your soul to Twitch. And you used to have to stream like a ton of hours every year. And they were like, yeah, you got to do this for me or whatever. That's when Twitch was the only streaming platform. Yeah, that was when they were the top dog. They could probably do whatever they wanted. (laughs) But since a lot of big streamers, as most of you have probably seen, have been moving over to YouTube, Twitch is starting to realize, hmm, maybe we got to switch things up. I honestly think they're past the maybe we got to switch things up phase. I think I think they're in the end game now. <laughs> because We're in the end game. I think they hit the we got to switch things up phase right whenever YouTube started launching a lot more of their streaming stuff. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, we we got to like, you know, back off our aggressive tactics to force people to stream a whole bunch now and maybe give them a little more leeway to do what they want." I think they're in the end game now. Basically, what happened in simpler terms is previously when you signed a contract after you grew to a certain size, you could make extra money, right? Yeah, the 70-30 had- split, basically, you got 70% of your subs <laughs> and Twitch got 30%. As for affiliates, which are like the people who are smaller but still large enough, it was a 50-50 split. Yeah, so you make a higher percentage of the money that's donated to you through subs and stuff. But, but, basically, but through that, you-, you had to stream more. Yeah, and you had to sign a contract which previously included exclusivity, meaning that you could not stream on any other platforms. Yeah, regardless of anything. That's the big change that they just made, is no longer do you have to be exclusive to their platform, which is an interesting move because why would they be dropping exclusivity except for that they're losing all their streamers? Yeah, and it's definitely not because... They think it's good for them in the long run because as a business, when YouTube is starting to gain momentum and you're starting to lose your biggest streamers, the goal is not to allow them to leave even easier, like more easier, like whatever words, you know, the goal is not to do that. So it's definitely not them looking in the future being like, how can we survive as a platform? It's them. How can we squeeze as much money as we can before? We eventually get run out, run out of room by you know YouTube gaming, which I think is unfortunate, honestly, because Twitch does a lot more to support smaller streamers. They really do. Like, I don't know if you want to share some of your numbers because you kind of did like a smaller streaming thing, but like you actually were able yeah. to hit affiliate and start making money on the platform. Yeah, I actually compared- got two paychecks in like a year. Which, you know, isn't crazy or anything. And payout, by the way, for those of you who don't know, is $100. So I was able to get two pay- paychecks, um, only averaging like three to six viewers a stream. So it definitely was much nicer. Whereas on YouTube, in order to get monetized for streaming, it's the same monetization for their videos where you have to be like a thousand subscribers. And I'm not sure if they need more in the sense of viewership and stuff. I don't know. I actually don't think YouTube even supports viewership to count towards your um, watch time, but because, you know, you have to get a certain amount of watch time in order to get monetized on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong because, you know, I don't stream on YouTube, but, you know, maybe maybe I have to switch soon. Um, so I don't know a ton about that, but it's definitely much easier to make money as a smaller creator than it is on YouTube. But I will say as of right now, it's kind of nice for smaller partners that aren't as big as the big streamers because they're able to like kind of experiment and if like they eventually want to move to YouTube or if they have a bigger Twitch audience that they're trying to get to their YouTube, it's much easier now because they don't have to have that exclusivity. But for the top 
top streamers, it's going to be more of a pain. And honestly, you they, you they may not even want to swap over to YouTube until it's like the last second. It, it depends, really. Like I said, I think especially for the people that are more in the middle of the road, it's like it's a lot more difficult to want to switch over. But the ones that make a lot of money, I think, are the really big time streamers. And YouTube is just basically signing them all really big contracts with a whole bunch of money in it. Yeah, and, so and Twitch think, can't match it. Nope. I think long run, I think Twitch has realized that they've kind of lost this battle, which is unfortunate because competition in the space would be good. But it's it's really mm-hmm. YouTube is just squashing out Twitch at this point. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's the biggest thing is that even with um, Ludwig talked on his like streams and stuff, like the biggest reason he moved from Twitch to YouTube was... YouTube gave a higher price. Twitch said they couldn't match it, so we moved over. So if Twitch says, hey, we're not going to even try to match it at all because we told you you can stream on YouTube all you want, those bigger streamers probably won't be getting the big bucks from YouTube to switch over, if any at all, to be completely honest, because there's not really an incentive for YouTube to like try to bring them over if they can just, like with big money, when they can just be like, hey, do you want like a few thousand dollars and just come stream over <laughs> here a little bit? Yeah, I think what you're getting at there is that the reason why these big streamers were making so much money coming over to YouTube is because they had to break their contract with Twitch or, like, exit their contract with Twitch, I guess. And so YouTube was paying them a bunch of money. So Twitch is trying to just basically prolong its own life by disincentivizing YouTube from paying them a bunch of money, which I think is also damaging to to the larger content creators that are making a lot of money because now they're not going to be offered nearly as large contracts by YouTube. But it's like it's yeah. really an end game move. Twitch is but just like I'm gonna hold on to what I've got as, as well. long as I can. <laughs> yeah, and I will say it's still it's not good either way because you say, oh well, I can make more just staying on Twitch and then kind of maybe going on YouTube a little bit mm-hmm. or whatever. But like their whole thing is you're gonna stay on our platform until our platform doesn't exist anymore, and it just it doesn't really help the creators any. It doesn't because like we mentioned earlier, even if you're a larger creator, it's still harder to be monetized on YouTube than it is on Twitch. And now I will say it's more consistent on YouTube, but it's not as much as if you were on Twitch. Yeah. So there's definitely a big difference between the two. So that's why a lot of uh, Twitch streamers that were going to YouTube, they were getting the big payouts from YouTube because they were like, well, this makes up for the less monetization. Yeah. But now they don't have that. And like I said, it's unfortunate just because I think Twitch did a better job of including the littler guys, you know, get, getting you up and going, you know, really being able to pay you for starting out as opposed to YouTube. You've got kind of a big hill to climb before you can even start mm-hmm. making money. So it's just like, I don't know. Hopefully some more competition pops up in the space, but we saw Mixer already died. Yeah, Mixer <laughs> died immediately. And yep. then there's like Trovo and Brian, which nobody has used since like the early 20, 2010s. So it's like, just like I think YouTube is winning out in this space, which is unfortunate in the long run, I think. But uh, Yeah, because we'll it's see. always nice to have competition. Who knows? You it know, is. we had a very brief discussion. Maybe we'll start our own YouTube and we'll squash yeah, out YouTube. Lofty goal, but <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It's so easy. We got a little bit more skills to learn before that. <laughs> Speaking of skills, I started school this week. You did start school this week. I'm actually enjoying the classes, which is weird for once. But it's like, you know, it's kind of what I've known I wanted to do for a while. It's like, it's weird because I actually want to do the homework. Because it's like, let's see what interesting problems they gave us this week. Yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. My mic. Oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> you get a new cable so bad. No, another thing about homework as well. And for me, I wouldn't necessarily say that my classes are like, super fun in high school but this semester i'm taking uh like this semester off from doing concurrent enrollment for those you don't know it's basically just doing community college classes at the same time as doing high school classes and immediately i'm noticing how much (laughs) less homework i have it's crazy how like little i have compared to how much i had last year it's like i feel so liberated right now (laughs) yeah like why would i ever want to do that again (laughs) College is a little bit of a step up, but I think yeah. once you once you hit the classes you actually enjoy, like last year for me, college was rough because it was like, I hated all of it, basically. It they was were like, literally <laughs> just stuff so that you could skip some classes at Mines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now that I'm actually doing classes at Mines, like 
towards what I want to do in my career, I'm having a great time. <laughs> so mine's is just a pretty nice campus, isn't it? It is. I've been loving the area. Get to walk around a lot more. There's, it's it's honestly bigger than I imagined it would be. There's a lot of different buildings. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they got volleyball over there. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm going to be... Maybe yeah. I'm going to be playing some rec volleyball with some guys there. Mm -hmm. I got added to a group chat already. Yeah, for those who don't know, because we've never talked about it once, me and, uh, me and BKP are big, big volleyball enjoyers. Yes. We like to do the volleyball. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that you like to do that you just introduced me to, I mean, I knew about it, but like I hadn't done it in so long, was that uh, we went ice skating this past oh, weekend. Yeah. That was really good fun. That was really fun. I only fell comically once, <laughs> but it Com was pretty funny. Comically is the keyword. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like one of those cartoons. Like for for like a good few seconds, I was just like going back and forth, waving my arms around, trying not to fall over, and then I eventually just slipped and fell on my back. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, that was good. No, but I had a ton of fun ice skating though. It was um. It was good fun. My feet had less fun, but you just, you live and you learn and you get over it. Yep. But sure it is do. definitely a fun experience. And we were also talking to some of our other friends and maybe we'll have a decent group next time we decide to go. Yeah. Depending I Depending on who can make it over. I'm trying to figure out more activities to do because it's like what I used to just do in my free time was play like a bunch of video games. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, recently I've been really struggling to try and play video games. I don't know. I've talked to a couple of different people and maybe it's just kind of the age group I'm in, but it feels like a lot of people are just kind of getting bored of playing games all the time. Yeah. I would also agree that I feel like I just, I don't have as much fun with video games as I used to because I used to, you know, just all the time. Like that was the only thing I ever yeah. did was just play video games. And I will say now and then I do like to play Phasmophobia with my friends or whatever, but like... The keyword is with my friends, you know, yeah. we're there to like all have a good time and like just get scared, laugh, you know, just like just whatever. I'm not there because it's a game. I'm there because I want to play that game with my friends. Yeah, and it's the biggest out. thing. Yeah, Hanging but, out is just the most fun thing. And that's another thing is that since I haven't been doing as much video games, I've been picking up some other hobbies as well, like obviously volleyball and maybe even ice skating now because I had <laughs> I actually did have a lot of fun when we went. Um, but also, <clears throat> for a while, I've been picking up the guitar, and uh, just recently, uh, recently, as in last night, this is being recorded on Monday, August 29th, 2022, um, <laughs> I, uh, I picked up this uh, guitar for free that didn't quite work, and so uh, you and I are hopefully going to try to fix it up. Yeah. It should be pretty fun. Kind of a part of our broader goal of... Uh widening our capabilities repairing electronics and building out mm -hmm. our own electronics yeah maybe maybe video maybe not i don't know videos maybe. are hard i don't know i can't imagine that being worth being a video but <laughs> maybe i don't mean, maybe you I maybe mean, we, could, we could reteach you how to solder since you scrapped the other one where i I'll, sort of taught you how to solder. i'll throw it on tiktok everybody go follow it don't actually go follow it there you go make it a short form content yeah <laughs> nope i'll put on my instagram that i haven't touched since march of 2020 <laughs> Ouch! I do have a personal Instagram. Uh, you're not allowed to know what that is, though. Uh, you know the three viewers that are already know me in person. You're not allowed to know. Not allowed to know. <clears throat> no, not at all. But that is actually something I'm really excited about because I've never really messed with the internals of a computer, and you're pretty good at like knowing how to. I yeah, know. I mean, I've been working. I've been working with electronics. electronics for a while now, so it's like, yeah. you know, so I know that knowledge to repairing is going to I know fun. how guitar work, and you know how electronic works, so, you know, <laughs> with our Together. collected combined powers of knowing how something works, we might we be, able be, able, we might be able to do something, which honestly, I don't think it should be the worst thing. It's just basically the volume knob is broken, and I think we just have to replace it, and then solder it back up and it's just all it is is a hot lead and a ground going oh, into yeah. wherever it's, it goes shouldn't be too hard as no. assuming that's the problem we may have more diagnostic yeah. to do after that yeah i do want to run a multimeter on the pickups for those of you who don't know pickups are just basically the thing that makes guitars make noise to make sure that they work yeah and and if they do then 
that should be like one of our only issues. And it'll be actually be a fairly cheap repair for a free guitar. So yeah, and that's pretty. That's the one thing I was hoping for. I was like, if this doesn't work, as long as it's something cheap, I'm willing to repair it because I don't really mind. And I did look up the part that we needed, and like everything I saw was between like four and six dollars. So it's you know yeah. it's it's reasonable. No, that's a cheap part to replace for sure. <clears throat> yeah, hundred percent. In other news, this is being recorded, like you said, on Monday, August 29th, and uh, there was supposed to be a rocket launch today, which actually got <laughs> scrubbed. There was. It's called the Artemis 1 rocket. It's an interesting project. They're trying to go to the moon again, is their end goal, put people on the moon again. Um, <clears throat> this first Artemis 1 is actually going to be uncrewed, which means there's going to be no people on it but they're going to be trying to send it around the moon and just basically testing that everything works. They're also going to send out a few satellites, right, as well, to, like, I didn't kind of track that, some stuff. But it would not surprise me. I just because saw that. When you spend, I looked it up on NASA.gov. Is that actually spend, what it is? Is it NASA.gov? I think so. But when you spend, you know, several billion dollars on sending a rocket up, you might as well just throw some extra stuff on there since it's not yep. actually doing Let's anything. throw some more space junk. Just like, just imagine. It's like we're gonna test our project. It's gonna cost. Would you say something in the order of like fifty billion dollars? Something like that. It's it's a lot. I think they're over budget and over time is what they were saying. Like That's this was specialty. expected to be like done way earlier. That's the specialty of Lockheed Martin going over budget and over time, which they're the ones that just <laughs> they're the ones that designed the uh, the space shuttle. It's called the Orion capsule, um, which they were probably over budget and over time. NASA was actually the one that designed the rocket, so this is kind of a cool little collaboration between a couple of different groups. Um, but I yeah. think the implications of this mission are very interesting. Their uh, end goal with the Artemis project is to put people on the moon, like, long-term. Oh, my goodness. Artemis Rokram is expected to have an ultimate price tag of $93 billion. Ouch. That is a, a decent amount of money, I'm not going to lie. Taxpayer dollars at work. Yep. <laughs> All of us get to send people to space. So if someone ever asks if you've gone to space, you can say no, but I've invested in it. <laughs> Assuming you pay taxes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is, see, guys, this is an incentive to pay your taxes because you can say you've invested in space travel. Indirectly. Indir no, we don't mention that part because then, then it doesn't sound as cool. Yeah. This, is no, a, but this, this, uh, this podcast has secretly been sponsored by the IRS. Pay your taxes today. Pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think the implications are pretty cool that they're trying to actually put people on the moon long term. They're going to try and like mine the moon dirt. <laughs> I forget what they yeah. call it. I think it's like regolith or something moon like that. That's what they call it. But they're going to try moon and mine dust. it to produce their own resources and like grow their own food and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be pretty wild. You just like roll a d20 on your desk or something. No, somebody dropped something above me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so random. It's like you I just know. got a D20 hanging around. Other um, cool stuff. Uh, they actually have a replica of this spacecraft um, do. out here at the Lockheed Martin campus. <gasps> Remember I was pointing out that big building to you, the Waterton campus? I believe that's uh, what yeah. they have in there. Really? Yep. I want to see it. Me Can too, I go see it? Probably not. <laughs> Can I just walk up and to the gate and say, hey, can I go see the replica space rocket? Probably not. Why wouldn't they let me? Because they actually use it for like testing, for like training crews and like testing stuff. Well, I'm not gonna go in it. I just don't look at it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that would work out. Listen, I, I can't go to Kennedy Space, uh, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> the other cool thing I saw is that they're actually trying to send, like, Alexa, the Amazon Alexa. They're trying. They're doing a collaboration with a couple of different companies, and they're sending an Alexa type thing. And it was funny because the way they phrased it in the article I read was that yeah. they're sending it to help astronauts communicate with the spacecraft. You know what that sounds like to me? I was gonna say I don't know. Two thousand one, a space odyssey. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. If you haven't, I don't know if I would recommend watching it because it's kind of wacky. It is a little nerdy, wacky. If you're nerdy, it's cool, but it's a really long movie because it's an older movie. I think it came out, what yeah. was it, like in the 50s or the 60s? It also doesn't like entirely make sense. It doesn't entirely. The ending makes no sense to me. <clears throat> there's like <laughs> AIs and monoliths and like just random stuff is like what's happening. It's a wacky movie. It is wacky, but it's it's fun. It's fun. 
the part we're referencing is there is a robot that's controlling the um, spacecraft that these gentlemen are traveling on, and the robot is called HAL 9000. And <clears throat> as a part of this weird twisted plot, this robot that they're working with, like, locks them out of the spacecraft. And then he goes, open the door, HAL, and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I don't remember the line. He said, he said, Open the door, Hal. And Hal, the robot, responds, I'm sorry, Dave. I cannot do that. And then, does he die? I don't even remember. I don't remember, dude. It's a wacky plot. Okay, that's fine. Just... We don't want to spoil it anyways. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious that they're, like, sending an AI up to help the astronauts communicate with the spacecraft. Maybe, maybe, like... maybe 2001 A Space Odyssey was, you know, more accurate than we thought. Maybe it was 2021 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> I don't know. My echo's always listening to me, so I, I don't want to say anything too bad, too damaging. Because what if I'm in a spacecraft with an echo on it, and then I just die? That, that I, brings I up... remember what you said to me. That, oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that brings up an interesting question, though. Would you go to space? Uh, absolutely, unequivocally, undeniably, no. <laughs> he's like he's like I thought you were gonna think about it at least but just straight up no <laughs> no it's terrifying to me it is genuinely terrifying being in the empty vacuum of space and if anything goes wrong you're just out there until you die it is the that most rigorous engineering absolutely challenge. terrifying I would love to send people to space like in a good way obviously you know and we don't want any deaths here but I would never be one to go to space yeah, I don't, I don't think I could do it either. Just like it's it's too much risk, and it's like it's it cool is. and all that people are trying to do it, and it's like they want to actually like live on the moon, and it's really funny because I think by like twenty twenty four, I think they said they want to send a crude Orion space capsule just like around the moon, yeah. And then Artemis three, the following mission, they're actually going to land people on the moon, and they're going to be trying to set up like a base camp, which yeah. is absolutely yeah. wacky to me. <laughs> That's so weird. Although yeah, I was go- I was listening to a thing and they're like they're like the um the uh our uh, end goal. I think they originally were like we want this Artemis three up by like twenty twenty five and they're like yeah we might push that back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they've already delayed Artemis one a lot. I mean, they were trying to launch it today, which is the twenty ninth, and uh, they were having problems. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of issues. Well, not a lot of issues. There was like one major issue. People suspect hydrogen leak, which means that the engines aren't getting cooled. And if the engines aren't getting cooled, that They'd would mean that, that would mean they would blow up. It'd be another, uh, I don't even remember what spacecraft blew Apollo 12, I think. Was it 12? But that one was actually crude. At least this one would have no people on it. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think we've learned our lesson, basically. Yeah. Yeah, this one they're at least testing before they put people on it. Yes. But... Like, their goals are pretty pretty cool, you know? They want to start reusing spacecraft, put people out there, you know, make them, make them uh, set up a camp. And they're saying it's interesting because, like, the, we obviously have people living in space already on the space station. Yeah. But the article I was reading was saying that that's about a six-hour journey from Earth to the space station. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you run out of water. It's like, cool, we can, you know, send some more up real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they're saying to the moon it's a six-week trip. Yeah. So, so if you uh oops, you run out I of forgot. water, <laughs> you die. Some water. <laughs> you they'll be like, "Don't worry, we'll be up there. Just hold out for 6 weeks." Yeah. <laughs> right. Then you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Some I feel like some people don't realize how far the moon really is away from the earth. Well, their end goal, um like Lockheed Martin's big thing is called Mars Base Camp. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, the moon is really far away. So like that's <laughs> like a 6-week trip. I think they were saying it's like a six-month trip to Mars. Yeah, to Mars. So definitely don't run out of water there. I'm going to be <laughs> real with you. Like, I get it. Like, it'd be cool to, like, move to other planets or whatever. But, like, I don't know about you, but I would hate to live on Mars. You know how bland it is? <laughs> I just stare it out at the redness for I the think, rest of my days. I think there would never be a dull day. <laughs> I think there would always be a dull day. No, because, like literally you'd be problem solving the entire time you're there because if anything goes wrong and you don't immediately fix it you're just toast that sounds actually <laughs> terrible i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> oh, i didn't say I it guess would be i'll fun. just go die 
I didn't say it would be fun. I just said there would never be a dull day. Can we just go terraform Venus? <laughs> They're trying to terraform Mars first, but... <laughs> yeah, I feel like... Good luck with that, buddy. I don't know. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it either. And I think that's an interesting question to ask people because I think, like, if you ask younger kids if they would go to space, I think a lot of them would say yes. And if you ask people, like, probably our age and older, a lot of them are going to say no. <laughs> Just because as a kid, it's really easy to dream about going to space and what you would do in space and why you'd want to go to space. Yeah. Once you hit our age, you kind of realize the risks definitely kind of outweigh the rewards, at least in our opinions. Yeah. Like there are some people that are adventurous and they totally think it's worth it. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to better mankind. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to stretch out across the stars. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to be so awesome and cool. But honestly, I'd like to stretch out across my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think, like I said, it's just it's easier for somebody that's younger to imagine going to space. I just I can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> I'd love to mm. work on a space program, you know. Yeah, and that's I think, what I'm saying. I think it's entirely possible that in our lifetime we will see people go to Mars, <laughs> which is yeah. just crazy to think. Which about. is weird. But and, I think uh, it's possible. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, 100%. There are some people, I know some people, I actually have a grandmother, my grandmother, who believes the moon landing was fake. Not not my grandmother that you know. She's my great-grandmother. <laughs> and she's like, the moon landing didn't happen. And I was like, okay, sure, bud. Conspiracy <laughs> theories are hilarious to me. Dude, I love conspiracy theories. Like, I don't agree with you, but please tell me all about it so I can disagree with you. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it from an argumentative standpoint because it makes me frustrated when I try and argue with people like that. Because honestly, what it comes down to a lot of times in conspiracy theories is like having no trust in literally anything. Yeah. It's like if you ask them questions and you like present them with information, it's like, how do you trust that source? It's like, I don't know. Do you trust anybody? <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like. You know, like, why don't you believe that? Well, because the government is, you know, it's... The government's lying. It's, it's lying at, about everything. <laughs> and, like, listen, I don't think... I mean, there are some people that think the government is awesome and you need help. But I feel like we can't all just be like, government is so bad, they hate everything and everybody, and they lie all the time. I'm definitely I'm definitely a libertarian, and I think that uh, sometimes politicians yes. are definitely in it for their own good, <clears throat> which is damaging to society as a whole. Yeah, of um, course, politicians, but I wouldn't say the government as a whole. It's just like I agree, and I think all. that there comes a point where you have to trust certain systems, right? It's like if you have no trust in anything, it's like you cannot live in a civilized society. Yeah, it's just like it just doesn't work, you know. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> you need to go. Little bit you need to go. Got to go buy a hundred acres in Utah and like dig a hole in the ground and just stay there. Because, like, yeah. you can't trust anybody, you know? That's the only way you can live. I feel like that's how a lot of conspiracy theorists, theorists are, though. Like, really deep ones. They're just, like, they don't have that's, enough human interaction. Yeah. That's their issue. I think that, that's possibly the case. Because I do think it tends to align, like, the population of people that are conspiracy theorists does tend to align, unfortunately, a lot with elderly folks. Yeah. People that are generally lonely. So it's like... Mm-hmm. People that don't have a whole lot of interaction and the just government have no gave me my pr- pr- my depression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the government man, they're trying to make me buy pills. The government and their five G towers—they're making—they're making me depressed. They're making me depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it it's it's kind of sad to see, honestly. I mean, like yeah. you said, it's kind of funny to hear some of the wild stuff that they come up with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is honestly sad to see somebody, especially when it does come down to like that loneliness. It's like. Need a little bit of uh, Jesus in your life. <laughs> yes. Seriously. You need help. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, I, was, like I said, there was, I was going to say, an example of like old people seem to have like the craziest stuff. There was this one flat earther who like was creating his own rockets and launching himself into like yeah. the atmosphere to prove <laughs> that the earth wasn't round. And also he definitely saw that it was round if he got high enough. <laughs> You don't even have to get that high to realize that it's around. Yeah. Um, but I remember there, like he like his parachute failed that he made, like homemade parachute, and he like almost died and like broke a bunch of bones. 
At least he survived. Like, and I'm like, why, man? Why? Is it really worth that much to you? Yeah, I don't know. I've thought about... Uh, there's some cool stuff I kind of want to do involving rocketry and myself, you know? Like, I don't know. Estes rockets are just really fun. You know, get out there and, like, shoot off a rocket. Have you ever done an Estes rocket? Um, uh, I've never done rockets. So, okay. Estes rockets are super cool. <laughs> I did it, actually, in elementary school. I think everybody yeah. should have a chance to do it. But basically, mm-hmm. it's like model rocketry, and it's kind of a nerdy thing too. Yeah, but, but the, like, it's, I will admit it's cool. It's cool. You, usually, you buy a kit, and you like you get to build this rocket, and then there's like a launch pad, and you take it out in like a big field. Usually, you try and go, and there's not a whole lot of people around in case your parachute fails. But you go out <laughs> in like a big yeah. field, and you just you know you put these little rocket engines in there that they sell, and they're actually not terribly priced. You can buy like a kit for like thirty dollars, right? Yeah, and then you go out there, and you you get these. There's these. <laughs> the whole ignition thing is super fun. It's like yeah. you put the igniter in the back of the rocket, and there's just like you got to push the key down and hold the key in place, and then you push the launch button. <laughs> oh, it's like put, <laughs> open up the push the red button, put in the key. No, there's no red buttons, unfortunately. Oh. It's all it's, it's all safety orange. Oh, that's so lame. It's all I'll safety paint it red. I'll paint it red. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you you gotta like push a key in and hold it in place and then push the launch button. <laughs> oh, that, that's fun. That's and then fun. it just takes off and shoots into the air and then just pops a parachute and floats back down. But it's it's yeah. super cool. And um, actually, some friends of mine designed and built their own rocket. They three D printed a rocket. And oh. I wish I was more involved in that project because it sounds super sweet. That does sound like a lot of fun. And I was supposed to design some electronics to put on the rocket so we could like take measurements of stuff like how high it went and how fast it was mm-hmm. going and stuff and i just never did it <laughs> <laughs> which is so sad because it, it was like that's such a cool project to be a part did of they end up launching it or oh they yeah they launched it. it yeah they launched it a couple of times i think actually because oh, they nice. launched it they launched it the first time i think and then their parachute deployment actually failed which is oh. why you got to be kind of careful where you launch it because then you gotta yeah. you know usually they're not that heavy but they're yeah. moving fast enough that it'll definitely hurt to get hit by. It. Yeah. Um, and then I think they actually redesigned a couple of systems or the parachute deployment system, and then launched it again more successfully. But nice. He actually designed it to be modular, so that way he could swap out modules for when I built the electronics, and I just never did. And you never did. Terrible friend. <laughs> yeah. And now he's in California. He is. It's so sad. <laughs> That's a project. Uh, Hopefully, I want to get back involved with that. That's just like yeah. rocketry. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just a nerd, but rocketry is super cool. I don't know. Rockets are cool. I feel like I'm too lazy to do it, though. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm think not, we could do it. Yeah, I feel like, I, I don't know. If I had someone who knew what they were doing, I'd do it. But if I was like, yeah, I could do this on my own, saying, I could not. Saying I know what I'm doing might be an exaggeration because... <laughs> Like, in elementary school, I, like, built a kit rocket, and we, like, took it out on, like, a field trip, went to the park, and, like, we all launched our rockets, right? And they let yeah. us hit the ignition button, whatever. But it was, like, you know, they set everything up, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, um, you're in elementary school. Several years later, I think I was in sixth or seventh grade, I bought a launch pad, and I bought rocket kit. And so I got all the stuff, and I put it all together, and I went out to the field, and I put my igniter in, and I pushed the button, and nothing happened. <laughs> and I was like, didn't know what was going on. Put a different igniter in, thought maybe the igniter was broken. Nothing. Pushed the button. The igniter burned, but no rocket, no no launchy. <laughs> I think I tried, like, one time I tried burning the igniter outside the rocket just to make sure it was burning. And then I tried, like, one more time, and then I gave up. So I've never successfully launched a rocket on my own. Oh. Which is kind of sad, because I've got a bunch of engines, and I've got the launch pad, and I've got a rocket built, and I've got a couple more kits that I could build right, and put well, together. Now i got to prove that I'm the better rocketer. The better <laughs> the better rock, uh, rocket launcher? I don't even know no. what, the, what the title would be. <laughs> rocket launcher is a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Rocket launcher is different <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'm the best rocket launcher. You know? <laughs> but that's that's totally something that I would I would enjoy doing. Maybe we get a bunch of people together and go out and do that too. That's it's true. Like, <laughs> just going to the park and launching rockets would be super fun. I don't know. Let's 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 uh yeah. And that costs about the same as all the other activities we're talking about doing, kind of in the ten dollars range. Yeah. You know? 
at least for the engines. If you buy the rocket kit, you're, you're going to end up spending more like $30 to build your own rocket. But like, I don't know. We just 3D print it. Because <laughs> we're that good. Because we're that good. I would have to steal some designs, though. I would not. Yeah. Well, hyper, you know. I know how to do the math to design my own now. But like, it's a lot. It's intensive. Oh, I don't know how you. I mean, I'm sure it's not that hard, but a parachute deployment system just seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it's actually like surprisingly easy to for work. the parachute oh, deployment. Really? Yes, assuming. Well, okay. It's it's difficult. It's easy to design. Difficult to like make it work, right? Yeah. Because it's like basically the way it works is the rocket engine just fires a big pulse backwards, like up the rocket, right? And so yeah. you just have to make the usually the nose cone just pops off and the parachute comes out. Yeah, but like if you design the channel wrong to do that, it's like well, <laughs> oh, it's just gonna pulse, fall. It's just gonna fall, and it's you'll probably fall. if it's three D printed, you'll probably shatter a big chunk of your rocket. Yeah, is that what happened to them, or did they get lucky? I think they got lucky, and it landed first in in grass, and second, it it landed on like a fin, so it just cracked one of the fins off, and they were able to replace that fairly easily oh, okay. instead of landing on like a body part where they had to just replace a big chunk of the rocket. Okay, that's that's nice. Yeah, I know. Aerospace. It's cool. That's what I want to do one day, man. <laughs> Electrical engineer going into aerospace. Yep, that's the end goal. It, is that does that transfer? Is that how that works? Yeah, actually, um, wow. speaking more generally, <laughs> I um I actually wanted to get my aerospace degree initially, and I talked yeah. with some people that work in aerospace, and they were like, you should pick a more general degree. And if you pick a more general degree, it's still applicable to aerospace. And, you know, if you decide you end up not liking aerospace, you can still work in other stuff. Which like... I think I think that's the biggest thing. Like, we were also mentioning, like, um, instead of becoming, like, a petroleum engineer, you become, like, a chemical engineer, and you can still right. go into petroleum. Yeah. It's and better then... to just do, like, something more general, and then you can narrow it down, like, eventually. And that's a that's a broader philosophy topic, right? I am more of a generalist yeah. personally. I like to be decently good at a lot of different things, so that way I've just got a lot yeah. of skills for a lot of different jobs. There are people I will say though, the one like downfall of that philosophy is that I will probably never be like the best <laughs> at anything. Right. Yeah. Which is like in your field it's not necessarily required for you to be the best. You just need to be good. Yeah. And I mean, you can, you know, I can focus up and get pretty good at, you know, electrical engineering and stuff, but like yeah. the people that are like the best, you know, like the brilliant people, you know, like the crazy physicists and stuff that have their names in all the history books, it's mm-hmm. like they pick one very specific thing and they spend their whole life studying that. Yeah. And it's like, I just couldn't do that. So I will say one thing, and obviously I would love to be a popular content creator. <laughs> but I would, I've never aimed, and I still would, I still don't ever aim uh, to try to be in the history books. That's like not, that's not really appealing to me. I don't want to be like, I mean, I don't want to be forgotten, but I don't want to be like remembered as like, some, like, look at this guy. He was so cool and awesome. No, he was a human. Chill. All right. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I figure too, is I don't especially care about being, you know, remembered. It That's not a huge deal to me. But, I just want my family to know who I was, and true. friends. I think I think I think though I stand behind the generalist philosophy because if I can be good at a lot of things, then it's like I will have useful skills in mm-hmm. most situations. Yeah. <laughs> and there are some things for me I agree with that mostly, but there are some things where I'd like I'd like to be really good at this and then decently good at some other things. Like there are some things I want to focus in on, but like that's not my only thing that yeah. I can do. That's what I'm saying, right? And it's just, like, the difference is the people that are, like, brilliant and absolutely amazing, it's, like, they do one thing, and yeah. they're just exceptional at that one thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Generalist over here. <laughs> Big I, general guy. I heard another podcast talking about that. I thought that was interesting. I think they came to the same conclusion, basically, that they would uh, prefer to be generalists and kind of have a mm, lot of Jack of skills. all trades, master of none. Jack of all trades, yeah. Master of none. You can't forget that. It makes it sound better. <laughs> I don't know if it makes it sound better. It definitely makes it sound less appealing. No, but I don't know. You can just say jack of all trades. Like jack of all trades, master of none. It just you know, it just it sounds nicer. Anyhow. You know, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know, mm-hmm. no. I'm right. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know, man. <clears throat> I don't think science is for me. I do not dislike it, but like, I don't like it enough to study it. I'd say, no. I don't know. I think, I think it's interesting that we ended up together, just because it's like we're so wildly different in a lot of that regard. Yeah. Though when we first met, I was gonna be a comp sci major, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I guess I fit in with the comp size, unfortunately. There's a there's a little bit of a stigmatism around comp size. Comp size uh, aren't that bad, man. I don't understand. I don't they're they're pretty famous for never showering or changing clothes. So, <laughs> I am not one of those. <laughs> like I'm saying, like I'm not one of those comp side people. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not saying I'm not a comp side. Although I probably won't do comp side right now. I'm heavily like going towards more musical stuff, but like at the same time, there's so much to do like there's honestly, so much honestly there's a lot of overlap with like electrical engineering and like music stuff right really if you want to design like sound equipment that's like a whole sub branch of electrical engineering yeah it's like you focus on audio equipment right because it's like mm-hmm. there's there's a lot wait, of special wait, 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 wait. at mines can i, I don't know. become an electrical engineer <laughs> and do sound equipment you probably could there's not like a specific like like degree for it like uh, they have areas of emphasis at mines basically is what they call it yeah where it's like there's like subfields but for is sure one of them audio engineering no it doesn't get that specific <laughs> but like i tried messing around with a couple of audio projects and i was like man i'm in over my head <laughs> yeah dude audio is insane it, like <laughs> genuinely like i was thinking like if i decide to go to the berkeley school of music which is where i was thinking of going for college if i do want to do musically stuff i wouldn't even maybe necessarily go to be like yeah i'm going as a guitar major because that's like cringe um i'd probably be like let me do some sound engineering and one or two guitar classes on the side you know as like an elective yeah i mean Sound engineering, I don't exactly know what, what all that entails. I'm assuming that means, like, mixing and mastering. Yeah, right? that's more on music production side, though you do get into a bit of, like, how microphones work and, like, you know, how sound waves, you know, do things. <laughs> so you, I think you can get to the point where you know kind of enough to develop your own stuff, but not quite enough. Yeah, I think the problem is, is if you're approaching it from that angle, you're more looking at how do I take best advantage of the gear that I have instead of how do I make my own better gear? Right. <laughs> yeah. Which, to be fair, it's not always about making your own gear, but it would be cool to design my own microphone. I think that would be awesome. It would be cool. <laughs> it would be cool. That's definitely more electrical engineering than uh, sound engineering, though. Yeah, well, mine's just not for that, so you can't convert me. I don't know, man. <laughs> hey, you got you got like two years to convert me. But I got two years to make it two major. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Uh, i think ee is just a good field to go into for me because i love working with electronics i like building stuff and no matter what i decide to do aerospace audio equipment i don't know i thought about maybe even doing like consulting for small businesses so that way they can just like bring like their electronics ideas to me and i'll be like yeah i could build that for you (laughs) that sounds like such a boring job though what do you mean that sounds so fun that sounds so boring not even gonna lie (laughs) not even joking that's cringe bro that's what i want to do though what i want to do you're cringe i'm I'm fortunate enough to have found what i want to do and that is it Uh, oh man you gotta reconsider (laughs) just like you're trying to make me reconsider my choices too late for me unfortunately uh i already i'm already having too much fun doing this oh i'm not asking you to stop being an ee i'm telling you to not consult other people Oh, do consulting? Well, I got to work. I got to get experience before I can do consulting anyways. So I'll have a lot of time to think about that. I don't know. What are you talking about? Just go on Indeed and be like, hey, I have no experience. Want to hire me? (laughs) I will build electronics. $5. I will build electronics and they may or may not suck. (laughs) It might work. Work experience. uh, I did like three projects in college. (laughs) I built a thing. I built a few things in college that were... uh, not meant to ever see the light of day. Just give me a grade. I don't know. I mean, some of my stuff we're trying to make videos on, so it's like they're seeing the light of day, sorta. Yeah. Uh, my first project was not so good though. 
So I gotta actually make a second one if we're gonna. Are you talking about the video that you already have up? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, that sucks. <laughs> like, did. let's just be real. <laughs> it did. I'm not gonna disagree for sure. <laughs> but it was still fun, and I stand by that. It was fun to make. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Oh. If we're gonna start trying to hang out <laughs> with people more on the weekends, yeah. It's like, and if I start, I'm gonna start probably a new job. Then it's like. I don't know how much time we're going to have to be able to do stuff like that. Because it definitely takes like a whole day to knock that kind of project out. I think I seriously need to get like my own soldering tools and stuff. Yeah, since I won't be able to help you as much. Because even if it's just like we're both on a call and like I'm just like we're just working or whatever. But still on a call, I can be like, hey, what's up with this? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be picking and choosing my activities, unfortunately. Just the uh, yeah. reality of being in college and working yeah. and, and trying, trying to, to do other stuff. Trying to have a, I don't know. I, I can't fault you as well for preferring social life over doing projects all the time. I don't know. I think it's probably going to be good to have a good mix. It's just like I've gotten into the habit of hanging out on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's although I will say volleyball will be ending on sundays probably by like october or whatever yeah but like also if we start doing like ice skating on the weekends and stuff it's like (laughs) so hear me out i like i go over saturday morning and we work all day i'll probably be working on saturday mornings yeah so i'll come over and you are gone and (laughs) i'll work in your basement in my lab in your lab (laughs) and then you get back and then we finish up and then we go ice skating yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like fun to me. The foolproof. <laughs> I can't I can't just let you into my basement probably though. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Not not without supervision with all of my tools. There's too many things down here that you could hurt yourself and or burn down the house with. <laughs> Come on. I know how to relatively take care of things. <laughs> I don't know. There's still a lot of tools you haven't seen. <laughs> then teach me. I will be your padawan. <laughs> Teach me, master, and then I will become my own knight, my own Jedi knight. Soldering knight. I think you enjoy electrical engineering, I'm being honest. Uh, Maybe (laughs) after we do some projects, I'll think about it. (laughs) You'll think about it some more. I've been trying to to push you to do all of the legwork, first because then you learn how to do it, and second because then I don't have to do it. Yeah, but but you can't just force it on me after I've done one small project with you. It's it. You're starting to you're you're picking up stuff here and there. Do you know how slowly I'm picking up stuff here and there? <laughs> I'm like moving two not, inches an hour. I'm not saying you're going to be doing the next project on your own. I'm saying you're doing more of the next project than I did of the last one. You're forcing me. <laughs> yeah. Also, the last one was technically a birthday gift. True. And we still haven't programmed it. That's why I paid for all the components. We still haven't programmed it. <laughs> That's honestly the best kind of gift, in my opinion, is, like, the one where you just, like, buy components for a project, and, like, it was even better that I got to, like, teach you how to do all the stuff. It's like, now, for your birthday, I'm buying you something, and I'm teaching you stuff, and it's like, you know, it's just cool. It's cool. (laughs) And then for my next birthday, I expect, uh, what do I expect? (laughs) Uh, PlayStation 5. PS5. (laughs) And then you'll teach me how to... uh, uh, install a better memory on it. Better memory. <laughs> this is something I already know how to do. I was gonna say you already know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst gift. It's like we're already talking about how we don't play very many. Yeah, games no, anymore. I wouldn't it's use like... it once. I was just trying to think of anything that's like mildly <laughs> expensive. I almost said you'd get me a car, but I was like, no, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I am still poor college student. Get me a remote controlled car. Get me an RC car. An RC car. There you go. Yeah. We can go down to Walmart and pick one of them up for $15. Yes. And then we can go vroom vroom around the neighborhood. Or, or, hear me out. Yep. We could spend $40 on components and build an RC car. And, oh, that actually would be fun. That's that's totally a project. Building <laughs> an RC car. That'd be so fun. Yeah. And we could 3D the, print it so it doesn't suck. The pro- Oh, yeah. And we're both kind of working on our 3D modeling. So that would be a tough project, yeah. a challenge. That would be a bit of a challenge because I can't draw things that have like slightly organic shapes. <laughs> things that aren't boxes with holes in them. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, it's just like boxes and triangles and half circles. Yep. 
Yeah. Especially if you make like a cyber truck. <laughs> we could totally make a cyber truck. That'd be so fun. RC cyber truck. <laughs> yeah, it'll run on batteries too. And now that I've got a lathe, I can like make some of the parts, like turning um, shafts and stuff for the wheels. Oh, yeah. That's all stuff we can do now. What if we just make it all out of metal? It'd be a pretty heavy car. <laughs> Although I guess if we use like aluminum, it wouldn't be too bad, but CNC, but CNC is hard. Also, I don't know if it would necessarily be much stronger than like 3D printing. Um, I mean, it would be, but like, like, is it enough to be worth it? No, for sure. My, yeah. <laughs> if you did it out of metal, it'd be because you thought metal was cool. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a Cybertruck. I guess we could totally just paint it gray and then add a polish to it. Yeah. All those really high-dollar RC cars, though, they yeah. have, like, ultralight, like, frames. Not oh, because they, like, they, go, they go faster? Well, they go, like, 80 miles an hour. But, like, they have, like, ultralight bodies. Dude, right? I, actually, I don't actually know anything about RC cars. They go 80 miles an hour? Oh, the expensive ones do, yeah. That's going to break my shins if I stand in front of it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they have, like, ultralight bodies, right? Like, the bodies are, like, I don't know, like, do you know? I'm trying to think of what a good comparison would be. Like, like clamshell plastic? What? Like, uh, I'm trying yeah, to think of what look, a good example would be. I gotta look be. this up now. Clamshell? Dude, what is that? <laughs> think... Think like a plastic water bottle type thickness, except for like more durable, right? So slightly thicker because it wouldn't like crumble that. Oh, fast. that stuff. Yeah, it's really, really light. So like even 3D printing would be pushing it. I think that would have to be a project we'd have to probably try and learn carbon fiber for. <laughs> uh, what? I mean, carbon fiber is pretty cool though. But we could 3D print the mold if we design the body and then just turn it into a negative. 3D print the mold and then carbon fiber body. Dude, that would be cool. I like your I like your funny words, Magic Man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've been wanting to get into that's another one of those things that's on my list. RC cars. Not RC cars. No. Carbon carbon fiber. Carbon fiber. Oh, you you know, get this. Carbon fiber. Because <clears throat> carbon fiber that's is cool car- stuff. Hmm? Carbon fiber has carbon in it. Yeah. In fibers. And fibers. Believe it or not. Together. But the and process nice. is actually surprisingly easy. It comes in like a flexible weave, and then you just like pour resin over it. <clears throat> yeah. And you can make very durable, very light stuff. Carbon fiber is not that cheap though, right? No. It's definitely not cheap. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like we could but also add, if we started doing carbon fiber, we could also like cool. build drone, build RC car. Dude, making our own drone, and then we could be like those advertisements you get on YouTube, where it's like this college <laughs> student is is up is uh, c- causing an uproar in the in the drone industry with a drone better than the top of the line for twenty dollars. Yeah, and then you get it, and then you're like, oh, this was a scam. And it's this like, yeah, complete garbage. <laughs> I actually looked- won't be. I actually looked into making my own racing drone, and that was a little more than I'm willing to spend on a project. It, it comes out oh. to being like $150. Oh, yeah. Drones are not cheap. I think, I, you know, I actually got a racing drone. I don't think it's like a expensive one, but I got one for Christmas. And it is still sitting in my closet. <laughs> I haven't touched it. That's hilarious. Yep. Does it have a camera on it? I don't know. There's cool stuff you can do with drones, though. Like it's funny. Make it, I got like... that. Sorry, I got that for my aunt's Uncle Taylor, and I haven't touched it. And then this last Christmas, they got me like a ten dollar marquee box, and I use it literally in all my videos and streams. <laughs> oh yeah, That's yeah, funny. that marquee in the back, That's like funny. the ten dollar super cheap thing. I use more than like the drone. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I gotta, I gotta send people pictures of projects I've made using the stuff that they bought me, so that way they know I'm like doing stuff with it. Cause like I've done some, done some cool stuff. Like all the parts I use, a lot of the parts I used for my upcoming project that I might do a video on, most of those people bought for me. Did you, uh, did you send me a picture of the tough PLA? The tough PLA element that I got you. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I didn't because I paid for that. But <laughs> I, I already saw what you used it for anyway. So. That's true. You were there. <laughs> Did I ever refund you, by the way? Did you give me extra and I had to pay you back? I don't remember. It's I think I did. I think I did. <laughs> I think so, too. I think. <laughs> and if I didn't, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I think I did. Yeah. And we'll leave it at that. Yep. Yep. But that's uh, that's some interesting <laughs> projects possibly coming down the pipe then. I don't know. Have to save up some money for some of those. I think an RC car, the it's going to be around a similar price unfortunately i think like if we make like a cheap one like a low-end one we could get it done for like i don't know 30 to 50 dollars yeah but like if we want to make it go fast like 80 miles an hour it's gonna be like a hundred dollars 150 dollars yeah which which is extremely good relative to the ones that are like actually on the market yeah like if you go pick up a decent traxxas which traxxas is just like the name brand in rc cars it's like 300 bucks because I, yes, I really, I almost bought one. I almost bought one at one point. <laughs> really? I did. <clears throat> I thought long and hard Just about it. Just for it to sit in your basement? Exactly. I'm glad I came to my senses before I wasted that much money on something I would use twice. <laughs> yeah. You know what I didn't waste money on? What's that? An Apple Watch. And <clears throat> An Apple Watch? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Ben is a mega Apple hater. Not an Apple hater. Which is funny because he dramatic. owns an Apple iPad. I actually love my iPad. I know. The Apple hater has learned that Apple products are good. And he's gotten the... the it's like a Darman video. Apple <laughs> hater says Apple's bad. Then gets iPad gets destroyed. I stand by all of my critiques of Apple. The software, two locks down. Very simple. But, but, I will say this. Their integration... Their their ecosystem and integration is very, very good. So, like, I got an iPad for, uh, <clears throat> I got an iPad over the summer. I decided to go ahead and uh, just do it. Took a yeah. lot of convincing from people that are big Apple fans. I tried to convince you not to do it. Did you really? I don't even remember that. Remember, no, I wanted you to get the camera. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I got an iPad and I use it every day for school now to take notes yeah. and stuff on because I got it with an Apple Pencil. And I am thoroughly impressed. Yeah. No, and I completely agree with all your critiques, except for, like, I just don't care, and I just buy into their stuff anyways. <laughs> He's locked into the ecosystem. And I don't regret it. I got an, I got an iPhone, I got AirPods, I got an Apple Watch, uh, and maybe eventually a MacBook. Wait, wake up, sheeple. <laughs> I don't know, man. The new M1 chips are pretty nice. They really are. Yeah. The new MacBooks are sweet, dude. Like, genuinely. If I didn't want to do anything with my laptop, I would buy a MacBook. Yeah, and I feel like, wow. <laughs> I would say that the biggest appeal for me is if I do end up getting into, like, mixing and mastering music production at some point, I would like a more productivity-sided thing. Also, Logic is only available on Apple products. I don't and know. It's a very, uh, very good software. It is. I I struggle with stuff like that that's like locked down to one software like that. Just because well, it's to like, be fair, it's Apple's software, so isn't isn't like ProPresenter seven also only <clears throat> Apple? What's ProPresenter? That's like the church like presentation software that does like slides and lyrics and stuff. Oh, let me look. I think that one's also Apple only. And it's like I go back and forth because they make really good software, but at the same time, like, I feel like I can't do anything else with that computer. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I actually owned a MacBook while I was in middle school. And it was great for me in middle school because, you know, all I did was get on, you know, launch Google Docs and do my schoolwork. But now that yeah. I, like, do more stuff, and don't get me wrong, <clears throat> MacBooks are pretty decent for, like, coding and stuff. But, like, you know, we would go, we would go, I, there, I had a friend when I was in high school, we did, like, a cybersecurity thing. And he yeah. had a MacBook, and it worked pretty good, but it's just, like, he had to do a lot more work to get a lot of the tools to work, right? And so, since, yeah. like, since I'm into that whole cybersecurity thing, it's, like, Linux is just my home. <laughs> and, like, right now, the new M1 chips, you can't actually install Linux on them. They're working on cracking it because people like the M1 chips, but yeah. you just can't right now. <clears throat> yeah, and it's it's kind of weird because I was watching you know Linus Tech Tips greatest greatest tech YouTuber of all time, no questions, 
Uh, he was talking about the M1 chip and how it's just like changing the game, like in uh, in uh, the computer space. It's also yes. on their it's also on their iPads though too. So yeah, I have that one in my in my iPad, yeah. and I love and it. And it's fast. Your iPad is fast. Like it's so good for even CAD. Like the CAD software we have isn't like crazy or anything, but it runs so smooth on an iPad. You know, yeah, it is like awesome. Uh, no, but he was, but Linus X was talking about it, and he was saying that, like, Intel and AMD also have the capabilities to make, like, chips similar, and they're just like, nah, we're good. <clears throat> well, okay, so what he was talking about was the architecture. Yeah. So, it's ARM-based is what it's called, and this is getting very deep into the computer stuff. This is but really deep, but it's this okay. This is, like, an important clarification, I feel like. Yeah. It's ARM-based. trying to <laughs> simplify it, but okay. You can clarify <laughs> It's just basically a different style of chip, and it's like, you are correct. Anybody can do it, and Apple just did a good job doing it, basically. But, like, if you look at, like, Microsoft has already done it. That's what's in their surfaces, which surfaces are kind of terrible, in my opinion. Surfaces are absolute garbage, not going to lie. There are some people that like them. I can think of one specifically, but... I think they're pretty terrible. Name drop, name drop. Right now. Nope. No. <laughs> I will say the services for being like, for being like a Windows computer, they're the only, I mean, like, sorry, for being a Microsoft computer, they're the only good Microsoft computers. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like the only Microsoft computer. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like, let's like, they don't suck, I would say, but like, they're just better options. Better. I will say the, the interesting thing is that like, whenever they go with that different style of chip, there's like the benefits that they get is like similar power with like extreme like power savings. So like yeah. you can get the same amount of work done and use a lot less battery. So the batteries usually last a lot longer and you get a lot tighter integration, which means that everything kind of runs a little smoother, you know, mm -hmm. assuming you do it right. Which Apple having gone out and done it means that everybody else is going to start to do it now, basically. I feel like and I, I know it's more it like. For at least right now, for like Intel and AMD, it makes more sense to keep it to like laptops. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'd I'd love to see what they could do with the desktop, though. Uh, I'd love to see. Honestly, that style of chip is designed for like battery operated devices. Well, yeah, but I mean, but that Apple still did it with their Macs, like not their MacBooks, not their laptops. They did it with their Macs. That's just because right now, really good. The so they're running into a problem with the like big big name chips, the AMD and the Intel chips right now, and that's that in order to get more power out of them, or I mean, I guess like to yeah, I guess power is the right word. I'm using it in two different ways, so it's kind of hard to explain. But like in order to get more performance, there that's what I'm looking for. In order to get yeah. more performance out of them, they're having to push the power usage to insane levels, and it's like until the engineering gets better which I'm sure they're working on it, you know. But it's just like until it gets the engineering, like actually comes up with something better, basically they're just using more and more power to push their performance harder. And since that other style of chip uses such so little power, they have a lot more space to kind of grow the chips and push them harder. That's my point, though, is that I wouldn't say right now they're ready, but I, I want to see what they can do. Yeah, and I think desktop. the... The other big problem is Windows isn't really designed to run there. Like Apple, like they can integrate really well. That's like what they're good at is like integrating. Yeah. But like they can de redesign their software to run on their chip. It's like that's fine. But like in order for Microsoft to make Windows work decently on that style of chip, there's a lot of work to do still. Don't worry <laughs> though. Uh, once Windows 11 is the only thing, when uh, everyone will be going to Linux. <laughs> True. At least I will. Linux is just better. I, Linux is already Linux already works great on ARM chips. I don't want to commit yet, but I I know I will eventually. One day it's coming. That day is coming soon. First episode of the podcast, we mentioned that I was going to do a video about it, and you know it hasn't happened, and I don't know if it ever wow, will until that was a several few months years. ago. <laughs> yeah, that was in May, and we were going to do it in May, <laughs> and it's uh, August, speaking, almost September. Speaking of things that didn't happen. We're just going to not mention the fact that there was no guest. <laughs> oh, we forgot about that the entire time. Yeah. yeah um, we may have said that a guest was going to come on, but we didn't name drop him, so it's okay. Yeah. He might make an appearance eventually still. But uh, yes. we got we to gotta get our footing more on uh, scheduling. We talked about that a little bit last week, but uh, 
getting into a consistent schedule also, and actually getting stuff done. He also did, wasn't out of town all weekend. You probably saw his announcement that he streamed on Sunday. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, no, I guess we just didn't think about it again. Uh, but don't worry, nobody made it far enough to actually hear that. <laughs> you're right, you're right. I only listened to about 10 minutes of the last one. Yeah. So nobody knew that was happening anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, it looks fun. like we are bumping into time here, and it's my week yeah, to close this out. Wait, is that how that works now? Yeah, yeah, we're alternating. Remember, you closed us out last week, well, and I closed out the first one. Well, you wouldn't <laughs> shut up last week. That's the reason. What? <laughs> I thought, honestly, I was going to be a little more chatty this time, but uh, I was uh, running out of steam really quick. I ran out of steam <laughs> at like 14 minutes. Me too, honestly. But, dude. but, I, but we did just kind of... Once we get like ran out of once we ran out of our topics, we just kind of talked, and I honestly I enjoyed this. I feel like this isn't a terrible episode. Yeah, we uh we kept it rolling, kept the ball rolling. It's better than last week. I don't know why I like using that expression rolling, but you didn't <laughs> let me talk about how Twitch is not allowing multi streaming though. I was trying oh. to fit that in, and you didn't let me. Oh, did I move on too fast for you? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, any <laughs> any closing remarks before I move on again and end end the show? <laughs> uh, so basically, guys, um, if you haven't already, I have a really good YouTube video on my channel. It was when I went to Disney World. So if you haven't watched it yet, he's gonna go, keep... go over to YouTube.com/slash/TheBeastGaming. It's not actually that because I'm not big enough to have my own URL. But just search the Beast Gaming in the search tab, and I'm finally no longer, uh. Attacked by Mr. Beast Gaming being the top search. It's actually me, so you'll wow. see me. Crazy. Um, if you put Beast Gaming, you will get Mr. Beast Gaming. But if you put the Beast, because I'm the only one, you know, I'm the Beast Gaming. You know, I'm not Beast Gaming. I'm not a. I'm the Beast Gaming. So, uh, but if you do that, you will find me. Self promote. Okay, cool. I don't have anything to self promote because my videos, my only video is terrible. Maybe one day there'll be something else out there to watch. Um, Maybe one day. <laughs> Anyway, we're gonna keep trying to do this uh, once a week release schedule as long as we can. Uh, as long as we can, I don't know. We'll see. Next week's gonna be tough because it's a holiday weekend, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're still gonna try. So I will not be back until late Monday next week. We, we could probably make it work. It's just gonna be really tight. So basically, <laughs> it's gonna suck for me. Yeah, but you can handle it. I mean, listen mm. to your voice. <laughs> Dude, I'm so dead right now. I hope anybody who was actually able to deal with my voice, you know, congratulations, you've done it. Anyways, thanks everybody for listening to the General Grievous podcast. This has been uh, episode three, um, and uh, we'll be back next week. I'm going to make this episode four, and we're going to record episode three next week just to spite <laughs> you. <laughs>